Hello, welcome to Good Movie Monday. That's a bad way to start. <laughs> I've never done that before. That was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was so weird. I know, I normally come in naturally. Your uh, voice sounded weird and everything. Well, this is going to be fun, isn't it? <laughs> Your voice sounded weird. Like, nothing like giving someone a complex straight away. It's already off the rails. <laughs> Well, welcome to, welcome to Good Movie Monday. Another week, another show. Thank you for pressing play. We're the weekly podcast dedicated to nerdy cinematic ramblings. Glenn Cochran here. Ben Helwig is here too. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. And back at the desk, you know, for a monthly guesting duties or co-hosting duties is Melzy Beg. Hello. Yay. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Does my voice sound weird? <laughs> you pay me back. No, it sounds fine to me. <laughs> She's off. She's off. She's off. Yeah. <laughs> Third mic down. Just push, yeah. that, push that helium button. <laughs> <laughs> Malzi comes to us from the Melbourne Horror Film Society, and we'll hear all about that in a second. But first and foremost, let me just do the whole where's and why's and how's. The website is goodmoviemonday.com, and from there you can find your way to all of our social media platforms. TikTok is the place to go. Get all that bite-sized goodness. Lots of Ben on there. <laughs> As he shakes his head. <laughs> Hey, our special guest on this show is Sue Price. She's a former bodybuilding champion and a star of the Nemesis 2, 3, and 4. She's actually in part 5 as well. That's a more recent version. Um, so hang around for that. It's a lot of fun. Melzi is flexing her guns in the mirror. Yeah. So they're coming along all right, aren't they? Look doing, out for Melzi and Nemesis 6. Yeah, I'm like, Sue Price, I'll fucking take you on. <laughs> <laughs> also coming up, we do have our regular segments. The guys from the Bonehead Weekly Podcast will impart their Kentucky-branded wisdoms upon us. And in a few minutes' time, Jarrett Garm will tell you all about what's worth buying on physical media this week. So it's pretty good stuff. Fun show for sure, but um, let's just have some conversation. <laughs> I haven't planned anything. No pressure. Talk about something. What do you want to talk about? Yeah. It's like you're reading the show notes. And cue opening band. <laughs> <laughs> It's the but new there was nothing and then there's there just a say, silence. And then it was just like, oh, I didn't get that part of the script. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the Melbourne Horror Film Society. Okay, all right. Um, so, the Melbourne Horror Film Society, we do twice monthly screenings. Um, we have a couple of bangers coming up. Uh, the Beyond will be screening on Saturday, May 13th. That'll be the first in a trio of Italian horror films that we're going to be showing as our, as part of our blood ritual nights at True North in Coburg. Um, I haven't seen The Beyond, but fuck me, has it got a lot of bloody traction on the, on the <laughs> socials straight away. I bloody posted it at like 10.30 last night or something. I was like, oh, it's really not an ideal to po- time to post, but hey, you got to take the time when you bloody get it. And um, and so I was just like chucked it up there and it's fucking, it's gone crazy. So potentially another, yeah, big screening coming up. People love their Fulci, yeah. especially the Beyond. Like that's the big one really for him. Yeah, yeah. Is that part of the, the three? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Um, and it's, it's the it's the night before mm. night before Mother's Nightmare Day, City. so you know, bring your mum along. 
Bring your mum along. Yeah. I missed what you said then. It's the night before, my, um, oh. the, the 13th of May is the oh, night right. before Mother's Day. So bring your mum along. It's too busy having a, a side brainstorm with Bill. <laughs> yeah. and Don't worry, well. I'll, hold, I'll hold the fort. <laughs> You'll hold while we talk. <laughs> <laughs> so how do, how do people find the Melbourne Horror Film Society? You are here every month, but there are newbies to the show that probably don't know what it is. And um. Well, we're on all the socials apart from TikTok, so that's not where you go. You go to TikTok for Good Movie Monday. You go everywhere else for the Melbourne Horror Film Society. <laughs> and then we also have a Discord channel, which you can get the link from us. Um, we do have a second screening coming up in May, and I'll actually be presenting that one because I have actually seen the movie and I have actually spoken about it on the show before. Uh, May, Lucky McKee's May. And in May, May 30th actually to be... Exact, um, Tuesday, May 30th. So that show will be at uh, Longplay in Fitzroy North and probably won't be as popular as the Beyond, <laughs> let's be honest, because my screenings never fucking are. Like they never pull in as many people but everyone that turns up always loves You go it. subversive, that's what you do. Like there were every time, I yeah. swear, every time it's <laughs> there. I mean still like there's still, you know, a good amount of people but it's never like the really packed ones. My last one was Dead and Buried last month. Good one. And I was like, shit. Oh, I I get gonna... Hang on, is Dead and Buried Potter's Bluff? Yes, or is Dead Potter's and Bluff. Yeah. Okay, that's the good one. I don't yeah. like the, I mean. <laughs> I mean, of I course like it, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I chose it. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. The Amish one with, um. Oh. With, uh, what's his name? Ernest um, Borgnine. Oh, yeah, which is yeah. Not nah. dead and buried? No, I don't think so, but I think I know what you mean. What's that one called? I don't know, to the Google. But yeah, the, yeah. the Potter's Bluff dead the and the buried. Fucking, my God, everybody, the whole room just loved it mm. last month. So anyway, so I'm expecting the same reaction for May. <laughs> and, and how May. is it that um, Ben finds his way to Discord? Like, that's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> now I that he's just, back, I'm going to tell him again, send <laughs> us a message and Why? I'll send Why? you a link and I we'll tell you to people. go to the welcome page. I see people on Instagram <laughs> who have Discord channels yeah. and they just like, just go to my Discord. There's, you don't have to contact them, and I could never contact any of those women and ask them for a link. Maybe I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not a fucking Discord whiz, Discordian. But I'm not a Discordian, but um, but maybe some pages are open to everyone, but ours is like we yeah, have it's a, a private, yeah, we have private, a private, yeah. and it's about I don't know, I think there's about seventy people on there, but probably but twenty five people that are you, you know hardcore. It's a talking constantly, and I've right. no, I've actually noticed at the last few screenings that people are like I've just seen like some of our regulars really like they're planning stuff with Ooh. each other outside of you know like and I'm yeah, just yeah, like yeah. they definitely only know each other through, you know and it's <laughs> yeah. so sweet like we like people are yeah we've got fucking awesome members <laughs> I must say bringing people together you yeah, actually make so, so if you're doing if you're doing say pieces yeah. Everyone actually actually has to have a copy of pieces, and they watch it. No, oh no, that was that was mostly no, no, no. That was no, that was no, that was mostly um, during lockdown. We haven't done one of those for a while, but um, but we need to do another. We should. So you actually live stream the film so everyone can watch it on the thing. No, no, no. That that's not the Discord. Like that's not the purpose of the Discord. The Discord. I'll show you in the break. The Discord is just people (laughs) chatting, like, and we've got like different chat. We've got. Different channels, like there's a game where people post images from films and people you have to guess and then if you get it right, then you 
have the next go and we've got oh. all different channels of like, you know, screenings channel, uh, um, bloody <laughs> recommendations now watching. And See, then one of them is for when we do um, group watches and, yes, that's the case of the group watches, but generally we'll choose something that's available on like a um, – a common streaming service. See, I just threw the Discord thing in there as a joke. I know, and we're literally <laughs> <laughs> paid off. Educational, much. <laughs> it's okay, yeah. One day, one day, <laughs> like things will come full circle and fucking Ben will be on the Discord and then I'll be like, my work here is done. <laughs> and I'll be like, I'll be nev- never to be seen again. He'll be hosting it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll own exactly. The Discord. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Discord. <laughs> Discord Inferno. Um, ben, we also saw um, Polite Society last week. We did with a not-so-polite society. <laughs> oh, really? So we, um, Shunting? Deadly Blessing, that's the earnest Oh, line. yes, uh, yes. Uh, yes, one. Sam showed that last year. Yeah. Yeah, so, year yeah, we, go, we don't do re- reaction videos anymore um, at Good Movie Monday, so mm. we may as well just talk about what we, we just thought of the film now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yes, we had a not-so-polite Yeah, we went to see uh, Polite Society, which was great, <laughs> and then that piece of shit <laughs> turned up. <laughs> and if you... If you know, if you're involved in the Melbourne uh, independent movie and horror scene, then you will undoubtedly have run across because he forces himself onto everyone. And it, like, it literally took everything I had after that screening because he, I don't know, he pulled out a flashlight halfway through the film. He would not shut up during the whole thing. He, not only is he trying to destroy Australian cinema by making these god-awful racist terrible pieces of shit that he calls films, but now he's actually going on to other people's work and ruining it for the entire audience. Mm-hmm. That's just oh the kind God. of... Like, the amount of... I just... I'm, he he were, angers me so much. There were multiple people that told him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. In no uncertain terms. He's, he's just a, a horrible human being. Better <laughs> <laughs> if yes. And yet, <laughs> that guy lives. So, hang on. What, so, what about polite society itself? Oh, we were talking about polite. <laughs> did you enjoy so, it? No, I mean, the, I did. the juxtaposition here. <laughs> yeah. The movie itself, I really like. Even though he took me out of it at the start, it really <laughs> threw me. We're back to him. We're back to him. We can't get off. Trying to redeem. We can't, trying to yeah. redeem. The it show. really. It, well, it really took me out. It took me out of the it film. Like, it it really kind yeah. of distru- disrupted the flow yeah. of the movie. I got to admit, it took me a good fifteen minutes after yeah, to kind yeah. of calm down. Yeah. Was it busy? Was the screening busy? Yeah, packed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. God. Ben got congratulated by people for speaking <laughs> up. Yeah. It. Uh... <laughs> Just wait till what comes out after this. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, but the movie itself was really good. Like it had a couple of moments. I thought it kind of lost the momentum a bit. Yeah. And it, which I'm not sure if the movie actually if is the movie too long, or did it just have those moments where it lost momentum and you're going, oh, it's still like when's this gonna wrap it up? <clears throat> and the other problem is it kind of the ending is a bit non-existent. Yeah, I didn't mind that though. It kind of um, it just peters off. It peters off, yeah, yeah, which is really weird. Like it, you know, there seems to have been other places they other ways they could have ended. So you know, you it. do a, you bit, do a really long race, yeah. and yep. then before you're back to normal, you sort of calm down with like you you, you catch your breath yeah. and you take. That's how the movie ends. It takes yeah. its yeah uh, right uh, yeah yeah uh, and, then just like, <laughs> and then the credits roll yeah like, oh yeah. yeah. 
I can't think of any other examples of that, but there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I know exactly but, what you, you mean. Know, it, was but a, it was it was amusing in the way it did it though. Yeah, yeah. And it was a, it was a great kind of you know um, great use of violence. Mm-hmm. The the relationships in the film were really good. All the characters were great. It yeah. was a lot of fun. Yep. Um, you know, I I compared it to. Do you remember the movie Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging? No. Okay. Well, it's a cross between that and Kill Bill. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I know that. A British teen comedy and a, and yeah, a Tarantino right. kung, okay. flu mo- kung flu. Kung flu? <laughs> kung flu. <laughs> Sorry. Kung flu. It was a Trumpism. <laughs> 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 let's just let's throw to something and we'll come <laughs> calm ourselves something, down. Something, something. <laughs> By now, I assume you've all got the Newsly app on your phone and therefore everything I'm going to say uh, is kind of pointless. However, you might be new to the show and you haven't heard it, so let me tell you. <laughs> it's the it's the super app, newsly.me. You put it on your phone and every podcast from around the world, just like every other app you can listen to. However, the difference with this one is it also takes all of the highest trending news articles from around the world, from over 80 different countries, depending on what you're into. So it could be sports, could be drama, could be politics, could be movies, whatever. And it reads them all back to you in a natural human voice. And that's really handy for when you're on the go. You could be jogging, you could be driving. Whenever you can't put your eyes on the text, it does the work for you. It's free, but they also have a premium service. And if you want to try that, you get an entire month for free if you use our exclusive code. It's Monday without the O, M-N-D-A-Y. Go to newsly.me, download it, listen to us. And that's all. Look at him. He's so ready. <laughs> yeah, it's that time. It's the, the week. Oh, <laughs> something just went off. It was oh, my email. My email's closed. <laughs> it wasn't me, I swear. <laughs> Could be my pacemaker. Hey, it's the <laughs> weekly weekly dose of Jared. How are you, mate? Good, man. And yourself? How How is uh, my two favorite gentlemen going? Uh, Blen. <laughs> It's, I, I should have come up with a, a Jarrett name. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess there's only one of me. Maybe I can get Archie in the next one and we can do a combo there. Dra- Jarchi or something Jarchi. like that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves Jarchi. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. What's going on? Well, you know, I've just been uh, busy working away on the old houseboat horror. I'm sure you'll be happy when I'm not talking about houseboat horror. But... No, no, no. By all means, keep talking. It's been doing wonders on TikTok. Oh, oh good. Truth be told, um, an opportunity came to shoot another featurette for it at the, at the 11th hour. <laughs> no. So I shot one Sunday morning and edited, I think, Sunday day and, and finished it pretty much Monday. And now, and now that's going to be included on the disc. I don't know if so, that's... Yeah. Oh, well, that one I don't think's formally been announced, so we may as well just give you the scoop on that one as well. It's <laughs> with, with Alyssa Meadow, and that one's titled The First Girl because uh, she's not the final girl. She's the first girl to be killed on screen, and there was no other really quotable dialogue I could rip from hers to to apply to her, uh, to <laughs> her featurette. But, yeah, so that's going to be on there now. Ben, is there anything else on there that we haven't mentioned? That Do we have an interview, we with, the original, an interview with the original houseboat? <laughs> Uh, I don't think we've there's a I don't know if we've actually announced all the extra stuff we've only done the initial initial announcements so um yeah this might uh might only this this off umbrella but uh no only do what you only do what you're you're sure you can but oh okay well well here's one so it's gonna have the trailer (laughs) on there right and they did previously announce that but that didn't actually exist until 
I don't know what day, Friday, I think it was, maybe last week, <laughs> Thursday, Friday, last week, and, and well, now I that knew, exists. I, look, I put that on the list because I knew it was coming. Yeah. They'd made yeah, a lot yeah. of noise about they made a lot of a lot of noise about getting someone to cut to cut the trailer and I kept saying, Well, who? What what are we gonna do? <laughs> what's, what's going on? What's the budget? How are we gonna do this? Getting no replies. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Ben, so, ben knew, called their bluff. And uh, and said, <laughs> there, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> so hey, on there. Does the original house budget still exist? Uh, that's a very good question. Ben and I, uh, we wanted to go down to Lake Yildon to do a bit of like a now and then sort of feature it on the locations uh, and and maybe even speak to, you know, the people who rented out the houseboats. But yeah, I don't know. But I, I assume these things like the premium houseboat that was used in it, which Gavin Wood called the Infinity Houseboat, but I think he, he was cor incorrect. I think it might have been the Princess uh, I believe that was brand new at the time. So, you know, that had been 87. Uh, so I reckon it would still be running because you, those things aren't cheap. So you kind of expect you're going to get, you know, almost like, you know, 40 years out of one of those things. So, yeah, I dare say it is there. But that said, they did almost set it alight. Yeah. <laughs> there was a generator that was on board they were using <laughs> for, for the film production. And it's, apparently it's that overheated. Year. It's a 40 year old event if you don't have a film crew. And animal Des McGenna. Yes, if, if you true. Let, if you let animal true. on there, then uh, that lifespan is considerably shorter. You know what? Well, if anything, like the last few weeks of Jarrett's PE class have just been a fantastic teaser for people and getting that little bit more information as we go up until release. <laughs> yeah, and it feels like that. It genuinely does that we've just been getting more and more stuff. Like next minute, Ben says, oh, we've got the approval to put this on there or Oh, I don't think anyone's going to notice if we put this on there and <laughs> and so forth. So, yeah, the thing is going to be super loaded, like, to the degree that I'm not even confident. Ben had to ring me the other day to double check what was definitely going to be on there and vice versa. And I was like, hang on, you're putting that <laughs> on there? Oh, wow. Did I forget anything? Yeah, did I? <laughs> I don't think so. I think I think it's all on there. I guess we'll wait and see once, once the disc is done. But, yeah, so... I mean, I had to so, look... Yes. It's locked now because we've created the menus. So oh, well, there you not go. on that list. Whatever's not on that list, they won't have it. You know, we may have delivered it, but there won't be a button for it on the Blu-ray that you, you won't be able to access it. God damn it! <laughs> so there, if you rip it, if you rip the Blu-ray, you'll find all these extra files, um, hidden extra files <laughs> that are hidden about the place. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I guess that's that's the news for this week. The houseboat horror news. Uh, I guess we could move on to what's coming out this week. What is tangible? What will be in your hands this very week if you were to step inside a store or perhaps order online and, and receive it fast enough? There's there's not a great deal, gentlemen. Like The biggest <laughs> disappointment of the week is Universal Sony are releasing the Academy Award nominee well, for Best Picture, Tar, the new film from Todd Fields, who directed Little Children and In the Bedroom. But mm. they're only releasing it on DVD. And uh, this thing's getting not only a Blu-ray in the States, but it's come out on 4K, but obviously they looked at the box office and weighed it up and went, well, you know what? Maybe we'll just do DVD. It seems like a damn shame. <laughs> I haven't seen the film, but I'm, I I really want to see it. And I think given the strength of the director's two previous films, I'm going to buy it sight unseen. And I think I'll pick up the 4K. But that's the... That's the thing that hasn't got me over the line yet. The US 4K doesn't even have a single special feature on there. There's not even a trailer on there. It's got Atmos, but it's got nothing else. So that's why I'm like, I'm not paying 50 bucks. Like, if you're not going to put anything on it, 
I'm going to wait for this um, to get to the $30 mark. Well, I was watching. Just, yeah, just wait for it to be HD on Netflix. Well, there's that, but you know, I love a blind buy. I, I love, I love the feeling, the adrenaline oh. putting it on, going, "Geez, is this going to be great, or have I just wasted my money <laughs> on this? <laughs> How much can I resell this for?" If there's extras, then there's some justification for that. If there's nothing, yeah. if there's only the movie in Ultra HD, there, well, now I can just stream it in Ultra HD. So you, yeah, you're right. to, to buy that physical copy. I was watching right. um, the Criterion do their in the cupboard. You know where the people pick movies off the shelves mm. on YouTube, and um, Todd Field and Kate Blanchett did one. So you could always watch the movie oh, and then just awesome. go to YouTube for your bonus content. Exactly right. Well, you know that's actually interesting. Now you say that because I wonder if that was a deliberate move to get it out fast, make the cash, and then maybe it might get reissued by Criterion because it's a perfect candidate for Criterion. Certainly is. And unlike the previous two films, which sit with sort of studios, I think Little Children might be like New Line, which would mean it falls under Warner, and in the bedrooms, Miramax, and, you know, that's sort of, God, it's all over the shop. So, yeah, maybe there's a Criterion on the way. Maybe Ben's right. I'll stream it first, and I'll wait for the inevitable special edition down the track. Kate Blanchett also rocked up in the new Sparks music video, so go figure. <laughs> oh, wow, there you go. Yeah, got a lot of time for Kate Blanchett. She makes some good movies when she's not making those Elizabeth films. Fuck those movies. <laughs> I, was, I, I mean, was, they can't make any more, surely. It's unfortunate that we work in the, in, in the space where it may actually come up, but I was going to say... What, the, that's going to get back to Kate Blanchett and she's yeah. going to say no to a film that we're going to be working we're on? We're going to be working on, I yeah. apologise, Kate to... Blanchett. I actually gave you a compliment. I just... I just shit talk those Elizabeth films. You made and, your and, money on those. And I love, I love Police Rescue the movie. Yeah. Oh, that's great, Sonia Todd. I love Kate Blanchett. Gary Sweet. <laughs> I was just and Gary say. Sweet did the song for the movie, didn't he? You know, probably. Anyway, little bit crazy. Pin Pinnacle Blanchett for me. Yes, yes. Ben, sorry, I cut you off. What were you going <laughs> to say about Kate Blanchett? No, I've cracked it. I've rethought. I've rethought it. I'm not going to say. It. <laughs> Because <laughs> I can't trust, can't trust Glenn. No, Has it got anything to do with yeah. pillows that you cuddle when you're trying to oh, sleep on. on a cold? Is this a, you can't trust? You can't trust the edit? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, that it's going to end up on TikTok. What you're going to do with it? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's <laughs> good point. Very good point. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the other release that's coming out from Universal Sony Pictures Home Entertainment that's another DVD only is a recent theatrical title from the Sony catalog, and it's missing, which is from the same creators of Searching, one of those desktop thrillers. And to be honest, I don't think much is lost by that coming out on DVD. It's a surprise that they're even doing a physical release, in my opinion. I mean, I haven't seen the film. I do want to watch it. But look, I could probably watch a cam job of that movie and be pretty happy. After all, it takes place on the desktop of a computer. So, yeah, go figure. <laughs> what I liked I'm, it. What, did I, what I don't understand. Maybe I'll watch it on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> Just to, yeah. What I don't understand is... When Lee Daniels did The Butler, they had all that trouble because there's that other film called The Butler, so they had to call it Lee Daniels The Butler. There's there's another film called Missing with Tommy Lee Jones and I think Kate Blanchett, maybe. Uh, I think that movie's called The Missing, but it's there is the a movie missing, called not, Missing not, not, not. that's got Jack Lemmon in it. Uh, the one from, I think, the very early 80s or so. But yeah, it seems like, it, it's like a title that kind of gets lost in the wash, but it feels like one of those movies too now. But it's so, only a commodity at this time. You release it, you make the money, you forget about it because those films are going to age terribly in five to ten years because we'll be all be using much more advanced technology and people will be like, oh, my God. It's Johnny not like copycat or the net, which it kind of got... What's that? 
Johnny Mnemonic will have finally happened, and uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Jack it's right all in his head. In yeah. his head. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other release. Well, this this is the only one that's mm. getting a Blu-ray and DVD release through Universal Sony this week, and it's from the Studio Canal catalog. Now, I've got a feeling you lads might have seen this one together. What's love got to do with it? Did you guys catch that together at some point in time? You did. No, I didn't catch this one at all. Oh, okay. I didn't know if it would be one you'd take Mel to, or maybe Mel was busy and then Ben came along to have a look at that one. But which one? British rom com. Oh, with um, with uh, Pamela Anderson. No, with Lily James. Yeah, Pamela <laughs> Anderson. Oh, <laughs> oh yes, of course, from Pam and Tommy. Pam and Tommy, yeah. Of course. I see. When I think Lily James, I think Pride, Prejudices, and Zombies. You're right. That's where my mind goes. Unfortunately, I think of yesterday. And I don't know why. I wish I didn't. Ah, oh, yeah, I know. I, I got to revisit that. I'm, I'm sure like, second you don't, time you don't round. Gotta, you don't got to enjoy it. You don't got to. I bought I the 4K was... though. I've got to. <laughs> see, there's yeah. an example of fucking mistakes are made. I, I thought it was it's Danny Boyle. I just had to be a completist. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so there there is some other titles coming out, and they are coming from Universal Sony, but these are Batcat titles from the Paramount catalogue. And it's the next generation Star Trek movie. So we've got the crossover film between Star Trek and Next Gen Generations. I love that then one. Then you got that that was really I remember seeing that theatrically and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was quite good. I actually really enjoyed the next one too, First Contact. But from the next one fourth, I kind of lost more and more interest. I think there was Nemesis maybe and then Insurrection and Nemesis. Insurrection and then yep. Nemesis. Yeah, I Insurrections like where I yeah. kind of lost a bit of interest. And then I've never seen Nemesis, but maybe I'll pick them up. But the only unfortunate thing is Paramount are releasing them standalone locally, just as 4K. So you don't get any of the special features and things of that nature. Plus you have to buy buy them individually, which Generally, it's like when I got the choice of buying Batman, Batman Returns, and Batman Forever, and Batman and Robin, I bought the first three, and I was happy to see goodbye, Batman and Robin. I'll never watch you again. Well, hey, Star Trek Nemesis has a young Tom Hardy in it, so he's the villain. There's something in it, you know, for that reason. Wow, yeah, right. Well, I mean, we'll check that out. He's the cover. You know the cover with the bald guy on the front? And has he got his back turned sort of thing like this? Yeah, Tom Hardy. Yeah. there you go i think i was working at jb when that one came out but yeah i i've been meaning to catch up with it so i will give it a look but that pretty much rounds out all the you know earlier star trek films from the you know the original movies to next gen and so i think it's all on 4k now so yeah we'll see but i mean look if they get really cheap maybe i'll just i'll just buy them because let's face it am i only going to watch the special features on a star trek 4k or blu-ray Probably never. I just feel like I'm getting shorted on on stuff for around the same price. The only features I like on those type of things are where they've got like a, a documentary that arcs over the entire franchise. Each disc has like a 20-minute doco that, that connects into one big three-hour doco or whatever. True. And I don't mind the VFX docos as well where you see the comparative. This is the pre-VFX. This is the VFX. Particularly looking back at films that were made like 10, 20-odd years ago to see you know the state of technology at the time so cool. yeah but anyway gentlemen that's all that's coming out this week on home entertainment i mean it's it's not a bad lot of releases it's just a shame that the bulk of them are only available in standard definition well is what it is thanks mate it is no problem see you gentlemen mate those houseboat horror exclusive just keep on coming yeah, and we haven't even i don't think i think we mentioned that we were going to announce some stuff but we didn't actually do it Kind of, you talked about the new interview. Um, yeah, one, but there's like there's like five five new things that we haven't mentioned. Well, so it's just as well. Yeah, I mean maybe next week, you know. 
Yeah, hopefully, maybe by then Umbrella will have announced them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Give us a scoop. <laughs> Thank you, Jared. That was, uh, was good fun. But uh, now it's time for us to do our little random part of the show where we just do something different every week. And we're going to. We haven't done that and already. By, we haven't, we haven't yeah. done a random part already tonight. <laughs> so this morning, sorry. <laughs> this morning. <laughs> this show's a clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of just going down that path, though, from the get go, wasn't it? And by, you know, by. Random, I mean, we did it last week, exactly the same as what we're about to do this week. <laughs> we're going to... Because I like it. By Ben's, uh, Ben's choice, yeah. that is. Mm-hmm. I like it. And it's mm-hmm. the, the Fantasy Filmathon, and this yeah. is where we get to just, you know, program Talk our about own... our fantasies. <laughs> wow, okay. I'm all ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably someone's fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kick it off, and then I can sit back and listen to Malzy fantasize. <laughs> All right, see if you can guess my theme because I'm not going to tell you what the theme is. But okay. He's going to name the films mm, and wow, then we okay. have to guess the theme. Okay. Yeah. That's very right. interesting. Right. So the first film is 1980s Can't Stop the Music. It's the Village People mm-hmm. movie with mm-hmm. uh, good old mm-hmm. Steve Gutenberg. One of the greatest opening sequences in cinema history as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And then I've got Howard the Duck, 1986. I love that movie. Yeah. Yep. Then we've got Leonard Part 6, which is 1987. Yeah. Followed by Hudson Hawk in 1991. Off your phone, Melzi. She's trying to guess. Are these all monumental flops? Well, (laughs) you tell me me what the theme is here. No, that is my my theme. Is it there are flops? Kind of. You're not far off the money. It's my (laughs) Razzie winners uh, marathon. And I think that would be fun. I think I would watch all of those in a heartbeat. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a bad movie there. (laughs) I mean... There's not a good movie there. There's not a, ba- there's not a good bad movie. There. That's right. There is there's not, not a bad. There's not a good bad good there movie is, there. There is not a single good movie there. Just yeah. fun ones. Yeah. <laughs> ones I enjoy. <laughs> so I don't need no to go good into movies those. Monday. What's odd is that there's there not, a, that not a single be a, sequel. Spin off. Say again. So there's not. There's not. A, what's odd is that there's not a sequel in there. Leonard, Leonard Part 6 isn't even a sequel. <laughs> Not a legitimate one. It's the one everyone thought was a sequel and went looking for Part 1, 2, part 3, one, 4 and yeah. 5. Where's Parts 1 to 5? <laughs> well, there you go. So I don't even need to go into those. If you've uh, never watched them, then come to my marathon and you'll <laughs> find out what it's all about. It's <laughs> happening at Glenn's house <laughs> yeah. Next, yeah. <laughs> next Wednesday. <laughs> I'd do it at Long Play if they let me sit in there for that long. They wouldn't let me do four movies back to back. If you if you could guarantee you if you could guarantee twenty people who would who would uh, buy food and drink beer then they would definitely. Let I you must do say, it. I think they just would anyway. Well, I like, must say, the, granted, the last time I programmed there was when it was glitch before. Oh yes, play, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tried to do a triple feature there, and oh, double feature was as far as they let me go. Well, if they're open during the hours, that you yeah. know, like that would be the only thing. Well, I'm that, not sure. That's my point. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Um, do they not do before six any days of the week? Well, they didn't back then. No, yeah. you, you guys not, would know I mean, more than I no, do now. No, well, I mean, I only know Tuesday, like, you know, Tuesdays. But yeah. they open at six. So yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyway. Yeah, there you go. I'm not going to do it. Melzi, <laughs> <laughs> you're up We're start an online petition. Oh, okay. So mine is the WTAF movie marathon. What the actual fuck? What the actual fuck? Fantastic. <laughs> All right, hit us. So these are four movies that I I, I was going to say I think I've spoken about on the show before. I definitely have spoken on the show <laughs> before about all of them. So we're going to ease into things and just like it's just going to be like a taste of what's to come with 
Brian Yesner's society. Wow. <laughs> We're going to start with the shunting. I know, yeah. exactly. But it doesn't start with the shunting. Like, it's just like, you know, you get, you ease into it. It's just like, what the fuck is going on here until the end when it's like, whoa, okay, this is what's going on here. And I have never seen a reaction like when we showed it. I think it's the most shown film yep. for the Horror Society. Last year it was most people in the room at True North hadn't seen it before and looking around watching everybody's faces during the shunting, I'll never forget <laughs> it. It was one of the best What is it that Brian Houston said to us? Let's go to the, the shunt. shunt. Oh, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so Shunters good. Shunters in the night. <laughs> so fucking good. I'm okay. guessing this is going to be a body horror marathon. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I've given away something because I have a Pieces t-shirt on mm-hmm. tonight and the second film will be Pieces. Okay. Uh, 1987, I think it is. Uh, just one of my absolute favourite movies that it is just <laughs> – all of these four are just what I have watched with my jaw agape, just going <laughs> – Oh, like, what is going on here? How did they get money to make these? Like, did the people who gave them the money read the script and go, no, like a butthead? You didn't ask that about mine. (laughs) Well, well, we know know what society was because he spoke about it to you guys Mm -hmm. and that he did reanimate with his whole deal with being a producer for Reanimator was that he got to make society before that. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, pieces. Fuck, who knows? Um, (laughs) Spanish. Spanish oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, God. No, but it was tapping into a popular genre. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so good. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> the third, and because I've tried to have a little bit of diversity here, not probably not diversity, but, like, <laughs> um, not all in that late 80s, you know. Right. <laughs> I, I think everything else is within do, the two years make, of each um, other. WTAF movies uh, in all decades. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> okay, my third film, I was just kind of more talking about, like, having a little bit from different decades. But anyway, so I've gone for a newer film and it's Barbarian. Because oh. I, I know, it's like a bit... Different, Like I think the third film can be a bit different in a four, you know, it's just kind of like step out of the mould a little bit. But again, <laughs> I sat to, there. Through it. I, yeah, <laughs> I, but I sat there again with this one just going, what? So, so the theme is jaw droppers. It was supposed to be Stellan Skarsgård. Or is it not Stellan? No. Bill. Bill. It's supposed yeah. to be Bill Skarsgård. <laughs> well, he's dead. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I'm sorry. If you haven't seen Barbarian by now. <laughs> Which is not surprising if the people haven't. It's no, not that old. I only saw it in January. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm hopeless. So. Um, Tough. But anyway, so, Tough. yeah, Barbarian. Like, that was another one. That was probably the most recent one that I've just been like. Well, it just it's it's a roller coaster, I mm-hmm. guess. They're a roller coaster. Sure. And then, of course, for the fourth film, I had to go with my other favorite, Blood Diner. Uh, and yes. you know, and that's just like that's just like crazy shit from go to woe. You know, just like fucking so throwing it all at the bloody. What is wall. the official thing? What the actual fuck? Oh, she started off with that. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> What is the actual theme? Exactly. What the actual fuck am I watching here? Oh, my God. I was paying attention. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God.
god. <laughs> I'm not going to share this episode. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just, just uh, I'm just going to share the TikTok video that you yeah, obviously just a little put together of one. me calling <laughs> or saying <laughs> add the C words. <laughs> it's going to be a very tricky edit. Let's put it that way. Just uh, use the uh, <laughs> sound effect or something over. Uh, It'd be like <laughs> over the whole thing. <laughs> like a train approaching yeah. at a rapid speed, and there's a car in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Right. Well, look, I went a bit. F- I went a bit further. With my move marathon, it's actually. <laughs> Is that a book like, down? There's nine or ten. Yeah, uh, there's probably nine or ten films in this. It's going to be like a twenty-four hour. Oh, oh at least a twenty-four well, hour marathon. So well, like, no, no, no. That was not on the. Uh, yeah. That was not on the yeah, agenda. Okay. I just did it because oh. I think I, like mm. most members of the Good Movie Monday audience, mm-hmm. are worried about the plight of Julian Sands. Uh, yes. <laughs> Hello, behind me. Behind Julian Sands. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, so for those people who, who aren't abreast of this, just in case you are there, mm. went out for a, for a bit of a hike That's so awful. and then got lost and it's still has not been found. How many? It's been like it's two been months, months four, or something? Four yeah. months. Oh, four months. Around about, Jesus. Yep. I mean, and the excuse for not being able to find him was the heavy snowfall and the storms. I'm sure yeah. that subsided I'm sure now. they had a couple of good days it's in there. Cr- it's but, yeah. crazy. Yeah. So I've, I've, oh, no. my marathon <laughs> is chosen strictly by movies with titles that fit into oh, no. the Julian Sands <laughs> saga. Oh, God. So it starts God. off with the most <laughs> controversial episode it ever. It really is. We're about to all get cancelled. It's been great knowing you guys. <laughs> What do we do when we get cancelled? <laughs> you don't get cancelled. Do we go to ground? Like, or do we, no, like, do just, we put out an apology? No, you just keep trucking. All right, all right. Fuck them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the, the fairy floss Bilson's vodka is talking. <laughs> Fuck And they're going to love that endorsement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's very delicious. So maybe I'll go to ground drink, with my Bilson's drink. Bilson's drink Bilson's, get cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> the drink that gets you cancelled. <laughs> I'm going to regret everything. <laughs> Just cut it all out. Except drinking this. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's Because it's very delicious. <laughs> it's all worth it. It's all worth it. I mean, hit us with them. <laughs> Oh, you say that like hurry up already yeah, when I've I just keep, been standing there with yeah, my mouth closed keep, waiting for you guys to run down. I keep interrupting every time you go to sleep. <laughs> Look yeah, what happened in then. that one month. Look at what happened in that one month <laughs> that you yeah. weren't here that I was. I've fucking so taken the, over. Uh, the inmates have taken over. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we start off with Julian Donkey Boy. <laughs> Julian Donkey Boy <laughs> goes walkabout. <laughs> Is that the second film? That's the walkabout's the second film. Then oh, oh no. Goes oh missing. Missing is the third film. Mm-hmm. There's no way out. <laughs> the fourth film. <laughs> Poor Julian's uh, alone in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a storm warning. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh then it's uh, then he's dead and buried. <laughs> Poor. Poor Julian, but then uh, but don't worry, he's back from the dead. <laughs> and then, unfo- but unfortunately, it's Warlock Armageddon. That's how. <laughs> that's how we top it. That's what's going to happen. He comes back. It would just, just be like in the in the Warlock. No, oh no vanishing God. acting there. No, no, I didn't. Yeah, <laughs> but it's all the vanishing. Yeah. Just the vanishing. What was that uh, snowballing? <laughs> yeah. There's a lot like gone, could, baby, gone. There's a lot of films that you can put into this uh, oh, marathon. Like God. it could be you an open ended. You wouldn't 
have expected it. Sure. But there really is. No, but has he made a movie with the return in the title? Oh, let's oh. end it with the return. I mean, I could have started with like husbands and lovers because <laughs> his wife is the one that reported him missing. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't want to cast any dispersions on that marriage, but we've heard rumours about Julian, <laughs> which I will not repeat here. <laughs> so, <laughs> <it's a perfect laughs> so, you know, you don't know what's going on there. We really are about to get cancelled. No, no, no. I just, I mean, if you're going to offend one person, offend them all. That's what I say. <laughs> I don't think, I don't it's think satire. there's... I'm going to anyone out. It's I don't satire. think there's a big community oh out there of Julian Sands defenders who are going to... Uh, I, don't think, think, of a I don't think there's a big community of Good Movie Monday listeners. <laughs> <laughs> It was the same with us with the bubble with the bubble society, the bubble boy society. No one came a knocking so. <laughs> or popping. <laughs>
Well, that's a good song, Ben. That's The Flow by The Boys Brigade. Would you um care to elaborate on that one? It's your choice. It is my choice. That's from the... I, I think it's been... <laughs> I think it's been a long time on the show since I've talked about the uh, magnificence that is Heavenly Bodies. The... <laughs> The film set in an aerobics gym mm-hmm. where two two rival aerobics gyms have an aerobics off for gym pink slips. <laughs> it's a, uh, Magnificent. A, a Canadian a Canadian uh, masterpiece. Has never come out in anything but VHS. Mm. It's incredibly hard to find unless you happen to have access to YouTube. Yep, and then you can watch it uh, whenever you want in very uh, lo-fi <laughs> in 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 true SD the way. The way that the film's producers and directors intended it to be seen. <laughs> and that's a perfect segue to our guest, Sue Price. She's been in many gyms. She's a, she's a gym junkie. Gym junkie. And if you're a movie geek of the same, I guess, ilk as Ben and I, then you will probably remember those VHS covers of Nemesis and the the, the sequels to Nemesis, two, uh, three, look, four. I'm, to, a, to be honest, I'd never heard of the <laughs> Nemesis films post Oliver Grunner. Oh, yeah. uh, until <laughs> until I met you and we had that you had that Albert Punathon. Yeah. I was completely unfamiliar with them and even once I knew about them, I was like Oliver Grunner. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then I finally watched it and it's, it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's great. And it's got the guy from Karate Kid 2 and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's like it's a it's an all-star cast. It's great. Yes. But uh yeah, like I can't I can't pretend to to have been a but as you would like know, a video store junkie fan or going, well, that was I certainly prototypes. knew them, and there is a legion of people that are into the Albert Pune style of films that would be familiar with them. But my point being is, the woman on all of those covers was Sue Price. Was Sue Price professional bodybuilder? She was sort of plucked from that professional world and dropped into the movie world, sort of overnight, if anything, because Albert liked to showcase very muscular women in his movies. Ravenhall, there's one. Oh, fucking hell, <laughs> Spitfire Nights. Yeah, he really liked putting well, women Rachel front McLeish, and center. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, after Albert sadly passed away recently, I reached out to a whole bunch of his collaborators, two of them you've already heard from on the show, Tom Matthews and Mike Leader, and there's more to come. And Sue kindly uh, agreed to have a chat with us, and that's what you're about to hear. Sue, welcome to the show. We really appreciate your time. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, doing very, very good, thanks. Let's just jump straight into this. I have so many questions for you, but um, you were a professional bodybuilder in the mid-90s. You starred in Nemesis 2, 3, and 4. Recently, you've appeared in a bunch of movies that Dustin Ferguson has directed, including a fifth Nemesis. But mm-hmm. before we talk about Nemesis, let's go right back to those professional bodybuilder days. I want to know, how does a love for bodybuilding form? Like, Is there a light bulb moment where you know that that's what you want to aspire to be? Uh, it wasn't so much that it was kind of, um, um, well, how do I explain? It's kind of, you know, like genetically, we all have a certain body shape, right? The way our bone structure is. And I was always kind of, even from when I was little, kind of just like feeling like I was kind of out of proportion, you know, and it kind of runs in my family. We, we have, the women have like large hips and athletic looking legs and kind of skinny upper bodies. And, um, you know, I was always, once I started kind of 
thinking, you know, maybe I can change this. And I had a tendency to, I love food. So I had a tendency to be on the chubbier side, um, in my opinion. So I was always kind of trying to, you know, jog or do some kind of sport and kind of get a little bit more fit looking. And my dad said one day, he, he used to have these dumbbells in the basement and he would do pull-ups and push-ups and run and do all these weights in the basement. Um, and he once said to me, well, you know, if you, if you lift weights for certain parts of your body and eat the right kinds of food, you can make some parts bigger and some parts smaller. And I thought, that is genius. Whoever thought you could do that? So I just would start to play with my dad's dumbbells and try to do pull-ups and stuff in the basement with him and stuff like that. And um, But when, when it really hit home was in college. So I went away to college, stayed in the dorms. You eat a lot of junk food, you study and you stay up late and you don't really have time to be fit like you tried before um and so i was i joined this little health club and basically it was like a women's health club they had those nautilus machines you remember back in the day um and little aerobics classes and i did so well they hired me to be an aerobics instructor and one day one of the women saw me training and she goes you have you know your legs you could probably like do bodybuilding type training and i'm like really so then i went a couple blocks down to where the guys worked out you know the bodybuilding gym on campus and started doing that and so that's where i just really fell in love with it i heard that there was a campus um a university bodybuilding show every year and that there was a girls one too and i'm like i'm in i'm totally in i'm doing this so <laughs> from on, you know once you get on stage once and get a little taste of how cool that is you just yeah i just kept going did you hear that, Ben? There's like a, a generic, um, a genetic sort of body shape. What's yours, mate? <laughs> Potato. <laughs> well, I'm a pair, but you know, you can always change it. <laughs> I no, guess you got. I'm, actually, I'm becoming as I, as I get older, I'm becoming more pear shaped because my my <laughs> shoulders are shrinking and my ass is getting bigger. It's actually, uh... yeah, aging will do that. I'm struggling with like that. <laughs> There's hope for you yet, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so then then comes along this this short guy with the world's greatest mullet. He directs B-movies, and he wants you to be the lead in one of his movies. Like, how did Albert Pune come into your life? Um, he, okay, there was a guy um, named Kenny Castle, and he was, like, in the bodybuilding realm. He was kind of a promoter. He dealt with the, the guys that put the contests on, um, and the behind the scenes people who decided who was going to be invited to compete and he put together the shows and uh, communicated with the contestants. So I remember him, I, I'm pretty sure it had to be him, uh, said to a whole bunch of us one day when we were preparing for the Miss Olympia, um, you know, there's a movie director and he's looking for a female bodybuilder to be in one of his movies and um you know can i give him your names or whatever he's looking for so i think that he was communicating with like me sharon bruno um gosh who else uh debbie mugley and a few others and um so it was arranged that after the right after the olympia in 94 when we were all in our top shape you know he was going to uh get us to come down to his studio and have us read some lines and have us kind of move around in front of the camera and see what we were like in person. So that's where it all started. Was it an instant yes for you? Did you have any reservations about making a movie and being the lead? No, because I was pretty sure I wouldn't get it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, if I knew I was going to get it, I would have thought a long time and thought, wow, this could be like a real big undertaking, right? 
but I was like, eh, I'm short. These guys are tall. They always place in, ahead of me. They're they're taller, more majestic looking. They have bigger hair. You know, they're going to get all the attention. I'm just going to fade in the background and I'll go try and it'll be funny, you know. And so that's that was my view of that. You know, what, I didn't what do you think? What do you think sold you on him? Like, what what was it that got you the role? Uh, I really have no clue. I I mean, I'm sure that I know that I had talks with him about it numerous times, and I'm pretty sure what he always would mention was that he just had something in mind and wouldn't know until he saw it, mm-hmm. kind of thing. That and, yeah, because he I don't think he was definitely looking for someone short, uh, but he. You know, he might have liked my more feminine side and the fact that I was a little bit smaller um, than the other girls, and maybe it was easier for me to, um, to you know, to, to actually capture on screen the, the feminine side uh, because I was I was supposed to look pretty, you know, menacing, but like the men were still supposed to be taller than me and stuff like that. So like for me to to really kick one of them's ass had to be like, oh wow, you know, not just because she's taller and bigger than he is, right? So my height might have been a, a good thing in that aspect. But yeah, I think he just he had us do things like, you know, running to see if we had the right look. Like, cause I did a lot of running in Nemesis too. I mean, it seemed like all I did was run through that desert all the time. Yeah. And um so he's like, I need to have you run a certain way and make sure that you can do that on camera and look like, he wanted me to look like Daniel Day uh, Lewis in, in that movie. And I'm like, you want me to run like that? You know, I, I still don't think I did that well, but um, yeah, he just had something in mind and it just clicked. Yeah. And having had no, yeah, go, go on, Ben. I was going to say, I, like it is, like, I think it is definitely a thing. Like I remember watching uh, Bo Svensson in Walking Tall 2 and he has this running scene and that guy's legs are so big that he just couldn't, he couldn't do it. Like he was just like lumbering <laughs> along. Just, you know, there's no speed there at all. Like I think it's a, you know, when you're dealing with people who are, who are, you know, super fit, you know, especially like muscle fit, then, uh, you know, you can get caught up. <laughs> you can get the wrong kind and you just like, well, you know, there's like that, there's that great, I don't know if you get it here, you had it in the States, but we had a Lipton Tiad with, um, I can't remember that guy's name. He's a wrestler. He's huge, but he's holding up. He's holding up his glass, and his bicep is so big that he can't, he can't reach it. Glass <laughs> <in> his mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Have you seen the? True. Have you, have you seen the way Steven Seagal runs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. That's it's pretty special. Albert didn't cast him for that reason. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah so having, had, having had no. Yeah. Sorry, having had no acting experience, like, did you know what you were doing when the cameras rolled? By that time, I did, yeah. But he had to put me through a lot of, um, uh, you know, I read a few lines, and he was he was okay with the way my my voice and my uh, presence came across, or whatever. But he did send me to a lot of acting classes, um, and I had a coach, so I would go to see her every day, and we would practice the scenes, and she would play the other person or whatever, and she would she would give me a lot of hints because I really had never acted before and even watching myself in movies I'm like man I wasn't very good but it's kind of you know she taught me a lot of different techniques and by the time I got there I knew how I was supposed to read each line um and uh and all that kind of stuff but yeah it, it was really daunting I mean you get a big script you've never acted before the first I mean a good deal of it was in Swahili and so I was like, 
okay, it's hard enough to act in English. Uh, what am I going to do? So all I did was like when I was on the treadmill every day, I would, he gave me this tape, you know, in the old days of Walkman. So I would put it in the Walkman and put my earphones on and just spend all the time I needed on the treadmill and just practice. It, it was a recording of all the lines in Swahili that I was supposed to say with the accent and everything. So I would just be practicing that in the gym the whole time. People probably thought, what the heck is she doing? You know, I would be just mumbling gibberish. Mm -hmm. But it took a long time for me to learn that. But yeah, at the beginning, I felt completely unprepared. And <laughs> by the time he sent me to like acting training and stunt coaches and trampoline jumping training and stuff. And, you know, so when I got there, yeah, I felt pretty ready, but nervous as anything. Boy, was I nervous. <laughs> but just out of curiosity, like when you were com when you're competing in the Miss Olympia, you're on a like a cut, right? Like you're as lean as you can possibly be. And yeah. that's quite difficult to maintain. So when you're, you know, you're going through that whole process with Albert and he's getting you to do all of these, this super physical stuff. How does that, you know, how do you physically kind of cope with that? When, if you, like, I'm assuming that you have to stay in that kind of cut that yeah. way for the, for the film. Yeah. You know, it's good that you mentioned that because that was probably one of the harder things. Cause we're used to uh, stepping off stage, going to the buffet, and just, you know, gaining weight all the way up to the next time we have to diet, right? It's a way of life we just eat. And so, yeah, I was like, how am I gonna hold this condition? I mean, I'm not gonna have abs for very long. I was very concerned. And um, so it was, I had to make sure that I stayed on the diet and it was, I think it's easier to be physical and do all that stuff where you need flexibility and quickness. That's easier when you're leaner. Cause in the off season, mm -hmm. I couldn't have run or, you know, jumped or thrown anything. Uh, you slow down a lot, you bulk up. So it was easy to do the physical part, but yeah, that diet, I had to really try to not default to, well, the contest is over. I'm going to eat cake all day. <laughs> <laughs> and it was rough because on set, you know, they've got the craft services, they've got the food, and then they had like my food. It's like, <laughs> no, you can't eat over there. You're going to the lettuce table. And I was like, oh man. <laughs> It was separate. <laughs> <laughs> so those um the, the first three sequels in the Nemesis series are quite different to the first one. Albert once mentioned to me that he had intended the sequels to all be just one movie. And um so I'm wondering when Nemesis 2 actually came out, was it a different movie than what you had signed up for? Uh when two came out, um no, I, I pretty much knew what that one was all about. Yeah. Right. Uh, the tricky part was that we filmed Nemesis two and three all in the same um, like two month period. So um, they took me to I think we did it in Globe, Arizona, this little town, and <clears throat> it was kind of odd because uh, it seemed like one big movie that I filmed. So when I when I saw Nemesis two, I'm like, okay, which parts are going to be in three and which are in two? Because some of them we did like you know, the day after each other or whatever, and the costume changed a little bit, but um, yeah, that was that was a little confusing. Those two were very close, because yeah, they, we did them at the same time. <laughs> did you know that Albert had actually cut a 100-minute version of all three of the sequels together? So there is actually a 100-minute cutout there that I think has actually been on television in Europe, but nowhere else. Really? I would love to see that. I didn't know it that. Was, it was the, um, the, the Alex Sinclair Chronicles, I think he called it, so... How cool is that? That would be I neat. Know. I know. I know. Like I'm gonna have. I'm gonna have to get onto Cynthia, his wife, and try and uh, wrangle a copy or some sort. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And so many like great people have appeared in these movies and particularly like had Chad Stolensky or, you know, the, the director of the John Wick movies um, playing the Nebula. Uh, and for our, for our listeners, like, you know, he has become one of, you know, Hollywood's sort of most bankable action directors. Do you pinch yourself now looking back at the caliber of, you know, people you worked with? Yeah, yeah, I do. When I found out that he had done those John Wick movies, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, and I think I think I even tried to send him a message saying, can you please introduce me to Keanu Reeves? Because I would do anything. <laughs> I don't think he responded. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, back then he was just a, um, a tall, uh, you know, fit kind of thin guy with a long ponytail and got in this, this suit every day and chased me around and you know, he was a nice guy, but yeah, whoever knew. I know, it's amazing. And Albert has launched so many massive careers. It's just incredible when you go back through his work. Yeah, and, and you know, if it wasn't for all the other actors in, in the Nemesis movies being so good, um, you know, I don't know how I could have done it because they really, even though I played the lead role, they, they pretty much like brought the movie all along. You know, I kind of just like followed them along. I was like, wow, these people are really good. <laughs> They're really talented people. You got to work with Tim Thomas, and I'm jealous of that. Yeah, oh my gosh, he was so funny. He was always cracking us up and just never a dull moment. Yeah, very funny guy. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, and one thing that, that I have noticed, like, you know, having known Albert personally and, and hearing stories and watching him, he had a habit of chopping and changing movies while he's making them, depending on current trends or changes of mind during the production was that your experience or was it just 100% focused uh it was pretty focused um you know the script and the the basic uh scenes never really changed although there was times when you know I would think that it was going to be like shot in a room or something and he would be like no we're gonna do it out it's, it's raining today we're gonna do it out there or whatever and I'm like huh or whatever but it wasn't too. It wasn't too far off the path of what what he had, um, you know, set down. Awesome. And, and and while we're talking about Albert himself, if you were to you know, drop his name to people that have never heard of him, how would you describe the great Albert Pugh? Oh well, I mean, it, I do have to admit that at the time I worked with him, I hadn't heard of him before because mm -hmm. I didn't really follow, um, you know, sci-fi or action movies very closely. But I would just say. He's a guy who's achieved tremendous amounts of um, success and is very talented and has worked with some huge, huge people. But at the same time, if you were to meet him, he's like the most kind, genuine, nice guy that you could imagine. Like, he was just very, uh, I never saw him lose his temper he always found everything funny about something like even if something went wrong he you know would like kind of yell at whoever did it or reprimand or say no 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 we gotta do it again but he always laughed about it like he just had this grin on his face all the time as if you couldn't bring him down you know um just nice guy had a huge heart he would do anything for you awesome um yeah he he was wonderful and a story he told me about you um in regards to Nemesis 4, which I think Nemesis 4 is, um, I think it's the best of the sequels. I really, really enjoy it. But uh, for, for some context, he made that movie with sort of leftover set design and budget from his movie Adrenaline with um, Christopher Lambert and Natasha Henstridge. 
And I remember him telling me that you had absolutely no time whatsoever to prepare. So is that true? How did this one come about for you? Yeah, I don't think I had very much time to prepare at all. I remember he, at first he was planning a, uh, for that one to be, uh, he said, I'm gonna do one where you're gonna be like a vampire-ish. You're gonna be very pale and skinny and have dark hair and uh, be this very dark character. You're still gonna be Alex, but she's morphed into this thing. Uh, so we even did a, a photo shoot um, for it. And it's it's used on the album or on the uh, the uh, video cover for one of them. It's I've got this crisscross thing on and a dark thing and I've got a gun down at my side. Um, and that was supposed to be a whole different movie. And then he was like, no, we scrapped that. We're gonna, it's gonna be different. You're gonna wear this white dress and heels and uh, I'm gonna come and take you to the mall in LA and we're gonna go shop for this white dress cause we need you to wear it and it's happening in a month or whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. So I remember going to the mall and I, if you know me, I don't dress up. I mean, I'm, I got flannels on, I don't have dresses or heels. And I'm like, I do, I really have to wear a dress. This is gonna be terrible. And I thought that the whole way, but, um, yeah, it was it was kind of a short uh, a short notice thing. I had the script, I had the dress, I had the heels. I showed up like, okay, you know, and it was it was not one with a lot of complex lines, um, but it was it was very different than the other ones. It was. It certainly was, and it was definitely a very highly sexualized movie. Um, how did you feel about that at the time? That is a good question. So. Back then, you know, we didn't have the internet, right? And so the whole, I was fine with the whole thing, but, and for one part, they did make a, they made like a plaster cast of my torso uh, and then made this like dummy. So when it was a close-up that looked like me naked, it wasn't, it was this thing that they made. Um, Cause I'm like, you're not having me topless and going that close to me with a camera, like, no. Um, and that was for some special effect part. But the other part, you know, anything with partial nudity, I was like, can I please, can we just not, can I just be wearing something? Um, and, you know, I agreed to it after he persuaded me it's, it's necessary for the scene. You've got to have this shock factor. And um, so I said, well, okay, because in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, unless I tell my family and friends to go see this, hmm. it's going to be in theaters. They're not going to accidentally come across it and be like, Wow, she's naked. So I'm like, I should be pretty safe. Well, lo and behold, here comes the internet. Now I'm like, okay, I have kids and they have friends and just please don't let them find this. You know, not that it was a bad movie or mm. badly done, but you know, it's just one of those things where I'm I'm still a little bit iffy about it because I yeah. ever since then I have not been even partially nude for anything and I I won't be. <laughs> well, understandably, but, understandably. I mean. I mean, those scenes are, you know, completely um, graphic, but the, the intensity and design is fantastic. Like, they are very stylish and, and it's a very good-looking film, but um, I completely understand your reservations. As, yeah. you know, it's, it's mum on the screen, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but the way it was done was, was pretty cool, I mean, I have to admit. And the, the trip to uh, Slovakia to film that was just, like, the coolest thing ever. It's probably the only time I'll ever get to go out of the country for any reason. Um, at least on my current budget. And so I took so many pictures. I would go to the stores and into town at night and take pictures of the architecture and the buildings there. It was just the most beautiful place. Awesome. 
Awesome. Well, we're just about out of time, but before we do wrap it up, um, I would like to just sort of ask you an unrelated question to Nemesis, wondering what type of movies in general that you do gravitate towards. Oh, I just I just gravitate towards comedy. Anything anything that'll make me laugh and anything the stupider the better, you know. <laughs> like my friends make fun of me because Airplane is one of my all-time favorite movies. <laughs> Absolutely. We had David Zucker on the show and I'll tell you what, that I agree. It's just one of the best. There's uh no beating it. Yeah, I like Adam Sandler movies, I like Bill and Ted's excellent adventure movies, um, that kind of stuff. I just love to just laugh. You're speaking our language. (laughs) 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 Well, it's been such a delight chatting with you. I really appreciate your time. And um, I will be seeing you again next time I whack Nemesis into my Blu-ray player because it's it's quite a regular occurrence. (laughs) Good. That's cool. So thank you. It's my favorite. Welcome to Bonehead Weekly Fun Size. Now, we're told we're not supposed to talk about TV shows, but we're going to talk about movies that are based on TV shows this episode. And we like these movies. Well, some of them are pretty good. Some of them are pretty good. Chad, you want to go first? You don't ever get to go first, buddy. Yeah, I'll go first. And uh, this is not a case (laughs) of one that's a good one. But Um, God bless it. I love it. What? And it's. R54, where are you? I, I don't even think most people know that movie exists. Do you think they do, do you think a lot movie? of people remember the TV show at this point, though? I don't think that a lot of people remember the TV show, and I damn sure don't think most people know that they made a movie. If anything, I think the movie is more famous than the TV show just because it is so bad that it's it's gathered a cult I following. I never hear anyone talk about Dr. I don't Fox. either, but the few people that I talk to about it, they love it just because of how bad it is. Starring Dr. Cox and Buster Poindexter. Dexter. Car 54, where are you? <laughs> don't get that joke. That's okay. Look up Car 54, then you will get the joke. Yeah, but it really is. It is a hokey movie about two cops. One is a bumbling slacker. And the other one is this tight up, uh, every followed by the rules, you know, your typical buddy cop film, but done in a completely wacky level, wacky way. And there's even a musical number in the middle, middle with Buster Poindexter. You cannot talk about how crazy this movie is. Uh, There's no way to describe it other than watch it. It's not anywhere close. The TV show itself was kind of crazy, but it's nowhere near on level with what the, the TV show is. And it also has Al Lewis in it. Oh well, well, Al uh, Lewis is the only one who was in the original one who made who made it back, right? Which there is a, I believe there's a funny story about this movie where Al Lewis would, was in the middle of doing a scene and he crapped his pants. I, 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 oh my God, why am I blanking on the guy who played the straight cop, who's one of my favorite actors, John C. McGinley? John C. McGinley, I believe John C. McGinley told that story. I could be making this up, but uh, somebody told that story. So, Car Fifty Four, where are you? Is my my pick. All right. This oh oh goodness I almost cut James and Joe off James oh what you want me to oh go? time okay Joe Lewis hey you guys ever remember that one show called The Dukes of Hazard that we're not supposed to talk about anymore yeah oh my god that was I love that movie well, I like that movie too that movie is much better than it is any rights it's directed by Jane Shackley of Broken Lizard and. It even deals with the problems inherent in the show. They even there's a whole scene that deals with the Confederate flag on top right, of the yeah. car when it's put on it. 
before anybody made a big fuss about it, they were dealing with it in the movie. And you never, I don't know. That movie to me is a lot of fun. To me, it's a car picture from the 70s with a great soundtrack. Jane. And I think, and honestly, I think the movie's perfectly cast, except for Jessica Simpson, even though no, she there's two missing. Actually, there's two screw up casts. As much as I love Burt Reynolds, he should not have been Boss Hog. I, you, I stand corrected. I, I mean, I love Burt Reynolds. I don't think he's terrible, but he's miscasting the part. James. I've got one that I is just fascinating to me, and I love it, and that's Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean going from a TV show to a movie. Honestly, you gotta pick a movie. Both of them. I I would say Mr. Bean's. No, no, I'm saying going from a TV show. Holiday is a classic. Yeah, Mr. Bean's Holiday is the one I would say is the better of the two. Because it's Uh, you're besmirched in Peter McNichol, you bastards. But Mr. Bean is uh Nicole's the best part of that movie, which is the problem of it shouldn't neither, be none of Go ahead. None of this none of neither one of those really should work as a film, right? It works better short, but but I, I do enjoy both of them. But Mr. But Bean's he drew a penis better. on that painting, guys. It's uh, Bean's classic. Your obsession with And penis. we all agree neither <laughs> one is no Car fifty four where <laughs> Um, I'm not going to argue that point because I don't want it to be like Car 54. Where are you? All right. So this has been Bonehead Weekly Fun Size. If you have any problems, see Cleo. You can send a letter to Cleo. That's a joke for four band fans. (laughs) Oh, you know what I'm going to say now? Listen to the Bonehead Weekly podcast wherever you get podcasts from. That was their bite-sized portion recorded, especially for us. Movies based on TV shows there, Ben. I'm disappointed they didn't do the one I mentioned earlier with Jarrett. Police rescue the movie. They'd have no comprehension of that one. No. (laughs) But that's, you know. I don't think anyone, aside from maybe you, (laughs) and avid readers of the TV week at the time, (laughs) would know anything about it. It's like... Blanchett classic. It's like a... Jeremy Sims. (laughs) It's like the Water Rats pilot that they turned into a movie for the the VHS release. It really is. It got a theatrical release, though. Yeah. Amazing. There's something wrong with this country. <laughs> I'm actually surprised they didn't. Just, we finally figured out what <laughs> I mean, what about Naked Gun? That's a fantastic movie based on a TV show. That is great. I like how you changed the topic, the, the subject, that then just so Did I, I could stop ragging on... Well, uh, I, didn't on I was uh, on point. On uh, Police <laughs> Rescue. rescue. <laughs> movie. From Police Rescue to Police Squad. So there's not that tenuous a link. Oh, no, I'm not saying there was a link. I'm saying there was a, there was a pivot. <laughs> <laughs> and a pivot back. <laughs> we just fucking did. Did you just? We did. Do we just like a fucking friends? Quest? We sure did. <laughs> oh, it was Roscoe. <laughs> anyway, Joe Lewis, Chad Jennings, uh, James Thomas. We like them very much. Thank you guys. On to our recommendations for the show. Let's tell people movies they should be watching this week. Melzi, would you like to take it away? Oh, pressure's on. Is it? I don't usually start. The H is O. So, I like to keep my recommendations secret from you guys. So, as I was saying earlier, I will need to unblock you from seeing my Instagram stories. (laughs) What is all that about? So sneaky. I just thought that that your uh, son hadn't left the house this week. Oh, get fucked. (laughs) I do not only post my son. No, no, I'm not saying that's not all you post, but that's what there's a lot of. I don't feel like there is. Really? No, I feel obviously like, there is. I feel like I know him and I've never met him. 
But I don't feel <laughs> he's like he's on the. He's, I see him on Instagram all the time. <laughs> really? Yeah. I don't feel like I do post that much, but maybe I do. I'll have to rethink that. Melzi's mm. getting very introspective now. She's going to be driving I am. home. It's going to be playing in her I mind. I am. I didn't think that I. I didn't think I was like that, but maybe I am. <laughs> maybe I'm more normal than I think I am. Anywho, um, <laughs> what I watched the other night, so you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's um, unhinged ever. <laughs> um, have you guys seen Malignant? I've seen the beginning of it. Yeah, I didn't oh, get much yeah. further okay, than 20 minutes. Okay, so that's minutes. that's exactly what I'm going to talk about. Oh, okay. So I had been told to stick with it. Mm. Stick with it. I mean, I like, <laughs> like I, I was just like the first two thirds, and which is odd for me because I. So you're saying we should stick with yeah, it? Okay. Yeah. Um. I. I. It's, it's literally two thirds yeah. of it. I was like, mm, but I had been told that, you know, in my defense, are good thing. But I was just like, oh, you know what? Yeah, I don't really have much time else than this. You know, like I'm just gonna have to do it. And if I don't like it, I'll just have to say, yeah, I wasn't really that into it. Literally, I spent two thirds of the movie going. No, I mean, it's fine. So it's yeah. James Wan. Mm-hmm. It's 2021. I watched it on Netflix the other night. And I literally sat there, you know, like I, I was, I'll admit, like I was picking up my phone a bit in the first two thirds and I was on the Discord actually saying what <laughs> I was watching and saying, oh, okay. Like, so mm. is Discord just open all the time? It's um, just like you just at any point you just log in and there'll be. Oh, other I haven't shown you yet. There. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't shown you yet. I'll show you right. after this break. <laughs> um, we we keep getting distracted. I will. I'll show you after this one. But um, <laughs> but yeah. So I'm like on the Discord, like because I put it in the now watching mm-hmm. bit, the now watching section, <laughs> and so people are like, "Oh, have you seen it?" And I'm like, "Fuck, of course I haven't. I don't have time. I fucking don't watch anything, let alone rewatch." I mean, stuff. Like, it's like, a logical question to ask someone from the Melbourne Horror Film Society if you've seen *Malignant*. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, no. Oh, Organizer, yeah. <laughs> isn't it weird? I would what a stupid question yeah. to ask a horror person. But then it is like a bit. I uh, think people it's a that weird it, question but, but to now, ask because. But now people on the Discord, because I get so much shit, like it's now a running joke, of, like that I haven't seen anything. Yeah, yeah. So now it's like a running. So I was. That's why I was. Like, of course I haven't, because most of the people in there are like, of course she hasn't. <laughs> Hang on, didn't you just say mm. that most of the people at Melbourne Horror Film Society hadn't seen Society? Hadn't seen pieces. <laughs> I mean, no, for most sake. of the people that came that night. So this is right. because I mean, this is our offshoot. Right. This isn't. We are. Uh, we we program these nights. They aren't our. You know, our the Saturday night ones. Yeah. Like we curate it. It's not our main focus. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of them hadn't seen it because a lot of new people come to those ones, and we've we've shown pieces. I think that was the <laughs> third time now. So. The, the regulars have seen it before, so they probably didn't come yeah. that Well, night. in my defence, I'll just quickly say, the yeah. reason I didn't get beyond 20 minutes was oh, yeah. simply because it got late at night and I decided oh, yeah. I had to go to bed, yeah. but it wasn't interesting enough for me to resume. No, and that is so fair. So that's yeah. that's where, yeah. So it wasn't that I hated it? No, I totally didn't hate it either. I <laughs> yeah. absolutely didn't hate it either. Well, you're recommending it. So. <laughs> no, I, no, I really like that. Let me get uh, to the point. Uh, <laughs> that's to me. That's to me. Let me get to the point because I know I'm the one that derailed my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just searching. I'm searching. Where, where can where, I get in here? No, where's the point? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we needed on a video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a visual element to there that. Was, yeah. There was. There was Ben searching in the air for the point. <laughs> He's still looking. Um, no, no, no. So 
Yeah, so I spent literally the first two thirds going. Yeah, I mean, you know, I get like no, it wasn't even I guess. Like I was like, mm, like this that is not happens in the house at the beginning. Yeah, that kind of a bit of a fight, kind of. Yeah, in the, I kind of thought right, it was. I, so it's meant to be a homage to Giallo's and and yeah, and I was yeah, it's like yeah, it was alright, but it was like a bit tryhardy or something, and and it's like the James ones, you know, like it was a bit conjuring, it was a bit this, it was a bit you know the the normal <laughs> stuff, but I promise you. By the end of it. And the, and the fucking, one of the weirdest things was the fucking score. You're like, this is fucking weird. Like it was just like there'd be, and it was it was an awesome score, but it didn't go at all where it played. And you're like, what? Everything about it is weird. Like everything about it is weird. But I promise you, I, I, didn't, worth it I didn't believe it. It is literally, <laughs> you will be up going, Oh my god! Like it could have almost been on the WTAF um, <laughs> marathon. Like it was like it really is an amazing payoff, and I definitely recommend sticking with it. And be, and that's weird coming from me because I would usually be like, oh, I don't fucking have time for this. Like, but it really is worth it. Like it's just like oh, and don't and don't, go in knowing nothing. <laughs> go in going like yeah, don't know anything. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah. So, so you can listen to what I've said because it tells nothing. But no, I just promise you, like, it is wild. Like, weirdest weirdest ending, recommendation we've ever had on this the, show. The ending. Because you can't say anything. Like, I can't say anything apart <laughs> from spoiled. just stick with, like, the bit where you're going, yeah, you will be like, oh, I don't so, know. So many sound bites. But, like... <laughs> You will be up cheering by the end of it. Like you'll be like, oh, my God. Yeah. hope that's a promise. I will say I have a lot of time for that um, Maddie Hassan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's in yes, like a bunch of yes. stuff I really yeah, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, she's very good. Oh, and um, and the guy in it, I reckon the cop is like a poor man's um, uh, – who's Chloe Love? Um, oh, Justin Long? Yeah, poor man's Justin Long, I swear. Like that's all I could think, think of whoa, the whole time. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. <laughs> there goes the drink. I thought Justin Long was a poor man's Justin Long. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to bring the mood down. Oh, Jesus. And then I'm going to lift it right back up again. Oh, ooh. <laughs> Because last week, last week we, we did lose a legend. Barry Humphreys passed away, which is a massive, massive loss in, in my eyes. And the first thing I did on that night uh, was watch Barry McKenzie, right, The Adventures of Barry McKenzie, which is a trashy movie that I hold in high regard. But I'm not going to recommend that because I then followed that up with Les Patterson Saves the World. Mm. Which is from 1987, and this is a movie I think is begging for a re-release. I even dropped that comment on the Umbrella Facebook. <laughs> if there's a movie that is begging for a Blu-ray, it's Les Patterson Saves the World. A movie that was savaged by critics. It's considered to be one of the worst movies of all time. I just think it's bonkers. It's probably more outlandish than Barry McKenzie, but it feels the same kind of, I don't know what you'd say, cut from the same cloth as Barry McKenzie. And it's got Les Patterson and Dame Edna Everidge, um, and they save up, <laughs> save up. They they team up to save the world from a biochemical reaction or a terrorist attack or something like that. So, I'm so drunk right now. <laughs> <laughs> You've only had two drinks. Yeah, look at the fucking percentage on that one. <clears throat> but um, so Les Patterson is the ambassador for Australia at the UN, mm-hmm. and he disgraces himself in front of the world. And as a punishment, they send him to the Middle East, uh, to the country that he offended, and then they um, they use him um, to sort of, I guess, stir up trouble around the world and they just plan a global attack. And there's no making sense of the story whatsoever. You've seen it, yeah? 
Yeah, yeah. Long, a long time ago. There's no making sense of it. It's just chaos and a little bit of debauchery, lots of puking, lots of uh, sexism, a little bit yeah. of racism. Some pig's ass. Yeah, lots of that stuff. Technicolor yawns is what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's got Pamela Stevens. It's got um, Stevenson, I should say. It's got Joan Rivers as the president, which I think is fucking hilarious. Um, Theo Pengalis. Is that how you pronounce the guy from Days of Our Lives? I don't know, but you should. Is he... Um uh, oh. Pingless or Pengalis, I think his name was. He, he's the main bad guy. He's um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's the terrorist. Yeah, what's his name in the show? Uh, oh yeah, he's the villain in Days of Our Lives. Days of yeah, our yeah, lives. yeah, for sure. Yeah, what's his name? Okay, it's Stefano. Yeah, I'll just yeah. Say that. Days of Our Lives. Yeah, and it's got uh, Hugh Key, Byrne, John Clark, uh, Henry Sepps, who I love. Can't go past. Oh. Can't go wrong with Henry Sepps. And he plays one of the Middle Eastern guys, and it's just so. Of course he does. He has so a mustache. Off Where color. It's so play? off color, and the whole movie is off color. But it's also directed by the other George Miller, who you know made the Man from Snowy River. You know he has uh, some good films under his belt, but he does consider Les Patterson Saves the World as the best movie he's made. <laughs> and he passed away this year too, so it's a double banger in <laughs> both regards. In, the, in their honors, I'm sure none of what I said made sense, but I do recommend. <laughs> Les Patterson Saves the World. It is on YouTube for free, um, but it does deserve a Blu-ray of some sort because I just think there's more to it than meets the eye. So there we go. Ben, take it away. Relieve me. Well, I think last week, <laughs> I don't know if it was on the show or it was just in person, but you said something that really, really offended me. <laughs> and it was, it was something about John Carpenter hasn't made a good film post... What, like no. 1993? I think you misunderstood me. I don't think I did. I think you were pretty explicit. <laughs> I feel and then like... And I had to no, say, hang I... on a second. What about In the Mouth of Madness? And you scoffed. No, no, no. But I said about... Mouth of Madness was the last great movie he made. Right. So then you're discounting... I'm not discounting anything. I'm saying it's the last great movie he made. He's made good movies. That was the last great one. <laughs> and that was my point. <laughs> Try and wiggle out of it any way you like. What do you reckon, Mal? You listened? I must have missed that bit. <laughs> I don't know if it was on the show or not. No. Selective hearing. Yeah, I missed that bit. I am, well, even, even if that is what you said, I defy anyone. <laughs> He's going for Ghost of Mars. Fucking oath I am. To say that that is not a great movie. It's a, it's a really great movie for not for not always the right reasons. <laughs> but it is like I mean, does it star Natasha Henstridge? Yes. Mm-hmm. Does yes. she not exactly have the gravitas to pull off some of the lines that John Carpenter gets her to say? <laughs> yes. Firstly, I, I is feel- Ice Cube possibly the worst actor <laughs> in the world? He's so bad. Yes. I feel like we're just we're, we're not on the same fucking um, wavelength here. <laughs> because that's the kind of movie I adore. I love that movie. But I'm, I'm saying, like, the movies he's respected for, you've got The Thing, you got, you know... Yeah, you just keep, from... keep adding words to the to the to to what you said. That's not what you said. <laughs> you just wiggle out of it any way you like. And and Ghost of Mars was meant to be... Escape es- from Earth. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was supposed to star Courtney Love, but she, uh, I don't know, OD'd five minutes <laughs> before they were supposed to start shooting or <laughs> something. And Natasha Henstridge, who had just had a baby... Had to come in and because her husband was in it, mm-hmm. and then yeah, she <laughs> Jason Statham's in there. Jason yeah. Statham, sleazy, yeah. sleazy yeah, Jason hair. Statham with hair. Yeah, but the great part in the commentary is she's like, uh, yeah, we just had the baby. We can't show the baby like the you know by the by the you know by the time the DVD come out, a couple of years had passed since they shot it, and they're like, yeah, we can't show the 
the kid there because you get to see daddy's head getting cut off with a <laughs> with a like a, a like a a hard ticket to Hawaii-esque frisbee razor type thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, yes, yeah. Which is is great. It's got uh, I can't remember who's the big what's the uh, what's the big bad guy's name? It's oh, like, it's, it's it's not Big Mama, but it's something like mm. he's got a name. He's, it's he's got what's her name from Coffee? Oh yeah, you've got yeah. Pam Greer. Yeah, Pam Greer. Pam Greer yeah. is the. You're not talking about the, um the the fucking oh the guy from Friday, not. Not Ice Cube. Oh, not Tiny Lisa Jr. Not no, no, no. The no. guy who actually the, – the actual monster in the film, the guy who – Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. The guy who kind of leads all yes. of the – Vampires or – Whatever yeah. they are, the zombie, yeah. possessed, <laughs> whatever. But uh, what's his name is in it? Is, um, the, uh, Robert Ca- is it Robert Carradine? I mean, you, you, you're putting forward a good argument. But that doesn't but negate the, the fact that it's not ridiculous. respected. Like the set is ridiculous. Like the set is fucking. It's respected like. by me, and my opinion is the only one that counts to me. There's been a lot of those on this show. Oh, Cleo Duval, Cleo Duval, isn't it? Cleo Duval, that's right. Yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, what a what a fantastic movie, Ben. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking is. It's hey, fucking I just great. recommended Les Patterson to save the world. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Semantics. His name is. Um, it's going to bother me until uh, until I'm driving home tonight, and they'll be like, "Oh no, it's like." All right. Well, should I wrap the show up and you try and in the meantime? And I'll just interject at yeah. some point while you're doing it and go, "That's it was that guy." In that yeah. case, that's all, folks. See no, it is fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a fun. It's a fun movie. Um, David showed it at the uh, Horror Society a few. Really a fun. I, I saw that at the cinemas, yeah. and it was a good time. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. It's a good time. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, it's like <laughs> fucking, oh, you know. Yeah, it's not It's not his best. Like, let's just say that. It's not his best, but it's super fun. <laughs> it's as good as anything else he's done. Ben's, oh, it's oh, excellent. Oh, okay. Someone's all, I think someone's going to need the six weeks off <laughs> to yeah. overcome this. It's like, it's like trying to say that, you know, I like, you know, my first kid more than my second kid. Like all, no, all his children if, are beautiful. If you've had as many kids as John Carpenter has in movie terms, then you're going to get sick of them after a while. This isn't Succession. He doesn't have to pick one. <laughs> but does he show them on Instagram all the time is the question. Yeah. <laughs> is I mean, he one the, of those And the soundtrack is the soundtrack. Banging. Yeah, is it great. is. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, the soundtrack is awesome. I'm actually singing it. I could watch it tonight. I enjoy Let's it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's right. do it right now. Stop well, recording. Let's go watch Ghost of Mars. Time to wrap things up. Thanks for being here, Malzi. Thank you for having me. You'll be I don't know if you will again. You'll be filling in for Ben in a couple of weeks' oh, time because okay. Ben is off globe trotting. Oh, I thought I was still doing the show. You are, but <laughs> she's going to be here at the desk or at least on Zoom. And if you want to join in, you're welcome to. Okay. <laughs> We've had this discussion. You keep saying every time I bring this up, you go, "We've had this discussion." I'm like, "Maybe you've had it with Melzi, but you have not had it with me." I am not going crazy. Except, except for the you fact fucking... that you just said yeah. every time you bring it up. No. Yeah, yeah, Stop. exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Stop gaslighting me. <laughs> thanks to Sue Price, we enjoyed chatting with her, and thanks to Jared and the boys from the Kentucky Bonehead Weekly Podcast. Join us on social media. We have videos and other. Other fun stuff we do. I have another podcast on Wednesday nights called Wednesday Up Late. Visit goodmoviemonday.com. We're going to duke it out and um, have some Woo! more babies. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Lying in the dark, I know you are awake. I will not give in. I will not give in. Pulling faces and admitting not a thing. 
Gone are the nights with no partner. Gone. 